0: Welcome to Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, and today we're not only happy to be back after a year of lockdown, movie delays, and a lot of streaming, we're going to take a look at the upcoming Oscar nominations, from Best Picture and Director to all four acting categories, along with Best Original Screenplay and Best Adapted Screenplay, which means... We have a lot of cinematic ground to cover.
1: And I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Cogill. And yes, we are thrilled to be back and talking about our favorite things, wine and film. Yay. Especially toasting the Oscars. And you know, Gary, nothing is better to toast any celebration than... Bubbles. Champagne. We love champagne. And for the seventh year in a row, the esteemed champagne house, Piper Hide Seek, is partnering with the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, the official name for the Academy to pair their special limited edition magnum of their Cuvée Brut. And this year, they've done a a magnum of bubbles for the Oscars for the past, obviously, seven years. Um, And it's usually poured at like the Governor's Ball and at all the events leading up to the Oscars. And since that's not really happening. And the Oscars this year, as we'll get into, is a little different than than we've ever seen before. Mainly the fact that it's also been delayed. Usually right. we do this in February, and it's now April. Right. Um, but so how they did the presentation this year is it's a light-up bottle. So it's a magnum of their Cuvée Brut. And there's a cute little contraption so that you can actually... It has a light in it. You so flip the switch, switch and the bottle lights and the up. The bottle lights up so you can light up your celebration. And it's a
0: big darn magnum. So that's two bottles, right? It is. Uh, that's two bottles of wine. And it's just, champagne. it's
1: just, it's cool and it's great. And so, you know, it, champagne's always the perfect way to start a night. So, well, we, how cool
0: are you to get one of those we, bottles?
1: We did get one and it is. It's get over fun. yourself. It's that is so great. It's pretty fun. So <laughs> let's raise a glass to all the nominees as okay. we get into our show today. Um, and the great films presented in this very unique near in this very unique year right i can talk still i haven't done this in a while <laughs> oh, i'm know.
0: i I'm, I'm a little rough around the edges but it's my belief that a good to a great movie begins with a good to great screenplay so let's begin our oscar conversation with best original screenplay and here are all the nominees and what's interesting is i think two of them are written by women uh promising young woman by emerald fennel uh, the Trial of Chicago 7 by Aaron Sorkin, who we love. Aaron Sorkin's such a great writer anyway. Uh, Minari, which is a great little screenplay by Lee Isaac Chung. Sound of Metal was nominated as as Best Original Screenplay. It's by Abram Harder and Darius Martyr and Derek France. And then Judas and the Black Messiah, which I think is a film that's been coming on and getting a lot of publicity kind of near the end and up to the Oscar race more than most films. By the director Shaka King and Will Benson and Keith Lucas and his buddy and his brother Kenneth Lucas. You know, I look at these and I... I, On original screenplays, and I'm going to say this too, there are so many films that were delayed this year, Mm -hmm. big, big films, but usually in the screenplay category, it is smaller, more thoughtful, more interesting. It's not... Wonder Woman's not going to get nominated for a screenplay. I don't even know if West Side Story would or something like that, but that didn't come out. But these are all really good... But, man, I think early on, I thought The Trial of the Chicago 7 was just a a really fine screenplay and a really fine movie.
1: Which I wouldn't expect anything less from Aaron Sorkin. From Aaron Sorkin. Lots of words.
0: And I think it's one of his best movies. Mm -hmm. It's also a movie that holds up. Some of these films you'll see once and you won't see again. Mm -hmm. You'll appreciate them. Uh, I think Minari just keeps getting better and better the more I think about it. The Sound of Metal was always good, and that's a really good screenplay. It's also got great sound yeah. in it. Uh, Judas and a Black Messiah, uh, I think, it's a, is a good screenplay, not necessarily a great screenplay, but it's got great performances in it, and it's well-made. But Man, Promising Young Woman, to me, the more I think about that film, and we'll talk about it a lot today, that, that movie is smart as a whip, disturbing, it's so bothersome, funny, <laughs> because it's a dark comedy. And mm-hmm. if you think of it through the lens of a dark comedy, it gets even better, because you feel uncomfortable laughing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what she's going to do. As she starts cornering every guy in her life and every guy that had a lot of bad things to do with her and people mm-hmm. around her. But uh boy man, that's just that's the screenplay for me. So I think it's mm-hmm. either that or Aaron Sarkin. Minari could slip in there and win it. But I think promising young woman is the one to beat here. Interesting. Yeah, for for original screenplay. Because there's so many things that are adapted. So let's do the adapted ones here too. Adapted. Uh, you have Nomadland, which is winning just about every award, and not all of them, but most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have The Father, which when we watched The Father with um, and who
1: wrote uh, Nomadland?
0: Nomadland was written by the director Chloe Zhao. Thank
1: you. As you just said, the the writers, report. So let's give let's give yeah, all, right. Celebrate all these great women. Well,
0: and she's she. This is you know we're, we'll get to that. This is going to be her year. I think this is the year of Chloe Zhao who's already got two or three movies. Every star wants to work with her now, not only as a writer, but as a director. But she she adapted Nomadland. And then The Father, of Florian Zeller and Christopher Hampton. When we watched The Father with um, um, Olivia Colman and Anthony Hopkins, that film is really good. Mm-hmm. And we kind of didn't want to watch it. We kind of put it off for we a put while. put it off for a little bit. But yeah. It kept getting really good notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen a lot of movies like it but it's one of the higher ones Mm -hmm. it's really really and he's great in it they're both great in it the white tiger by rabin bahani Uh, the borat subsequent movie film (laughs) was nominated for best adapted screenplay it's up for a whole bunch of oscars and sasha baron conan wrote the film along with everybody else in it because most of it's ad libbed so they get screenwriter credit i think that's pretty funny You know, if it it won the Oscar for a screenplay, they'd have to all walk up there. (laughs) And I don't even know if anybody's walking up anywhere this year anyway. And then One Night in Miami by Kent Powers, which is a really powerful adapted
1: screenplay. It's a really good...
0: It's a good movie.
1: And and again, good words. Yeah, because... interesting.
0: Because that event... And then when you think about writing an adapted screenplay, because it's based on an actual event that happened, but nobody ever wrote down what happened they just know what happened so you have to dream what it would be like to have muhammad ali and james jim brown you know and sam cook and, and 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 all these guys in that room together and what happened that night after ali won a fight it's just really interesting i think nomad len wins this i think i think i think we're gonna have the only thing that could beat it would probably be the father, but I think Nomad. I, this is her year, you know. I think she's going to come out looking really, really good. I think these are all really good screenplays, and I, uh, I in any other year, I think uh, I'm not sure Borat would be nominated. <laughs> but but I yeah, but I appreciate it, but it's, man, You know, I... Nomadland and Promising Young Woman are both just fine, fine films, and so Trial of Chicago Seven and the Father.
1: Yeah, good, thoughtful films. And yeah. you know, the funny thing is now Sasha Baron Cohen can, can always say that he is an Academy Award nominee.
0: Well, he got Rudy Giuliani to be in his film. <laughs> and I'm not saying he badgered Rudy to be in it. Rudy did it willingly. Yes, he did. And he there's a whole bunch of stuff about Mike Pence in there, too, and it's really interesting.
1: Okay, let's not go political. Let's instead talk about how every winery, just like you have to have a really good story to make a great film, you have to have a really great leader that understands the story of a winery in order to tell it, guiding it in the direction that will really deliver that story to their guests and their consumers. And so to pair with our screenplays, we're going to pair um, Domain Carneros, nice. which we, yes, we did just talk about bubbles, but it's, you know, we always love we more bubbles the better.
0: It's one of my favorite places to go. It's one visit. of
1: my favorite, and it's, it's so beautiful in um, in the Carneros region of Napa Valley. And since its start, it it had a a leader that was a female. So when the Taynors decided to start the winery and their California property, they brought in Eileen Crane, who's, who was known as the doyenne of sparkling wine for for Napa Valley. She led the winery with with such poise and elegance and leadership and really created what i think is i mean there aren't that many champagne houses in in Napa Valley but i think that domaine carneros is is by far one of the finest and she retired last year and and you know you always kind of are are worried when a, a respected property does you know when their leader decides to to finally step down and what's going to happen and what's going to be the next phase of leadership and they brought in remy cohen who you know yeah. I, I mean i love both of these women so much and remy had been the head of let family wine so that's cliff let mm-hmm. and fell and And she's just a dynamo, and she's she's young, and she is a visionary, and she's cute as a bug and cool as can be. And her name's Remy. And and (laughs) it was when when they did kind of the retirement party for Eileen, and then the welcome to Remy via Zoom, as we've all kind of figured out how to 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 now taste wine um, and have parties without being parties parties without actually being together. Um, It was just such a it was just such a cool celebration because, uh, you know, it was such so many great stories of of the history of the winery and and Eileen's leadership. And then this fantastic welcome for for somebody who I think is going to just take the sparkling wine program, the still wine program and the winery as a whole. That's, you know, they're sustainably farmed estate fruit kind Of take it to the next level, so this is so, it so change, excited.
0: Does it change the bubbly at all when you have a, a new change like that?
1: Well, I mean, it, there's the beauty of, of bubbles is there is kind of a house style. The interesting thing though about Domaine Carneros is that their vintage wines, unlike like champagne is usually a non vintage to actually have a designated vintage year is pretty rare, um, whereas Domaine Carneros is a, a vintage wine house so of course but that's the 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 house style is still in place and i would say you know, I would worry more about what Mother Nature gives you
0: rather than what Remy than does. What,
1: than what the the leadership is. They right. they the winery as a whole has had a separate um, winemaker um, for many years to make their still um, Pinot Noir wines. So, but again, Remy's kind of the overseer now mm-hmm. of, of everything. And I am I'm, I'm excited to, to see to see what they what they do. Just in in December of nineteen, we had my sister and I had the opportunity to do their chips and dip. Tasting, which was their gorgeous Larev sparkling wines with caviar, and it was one of the finest experiences cool. that that I've ever had. And if Remy's going to kind of take those kind of ideas and you know expand on that, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Wow. So so excited. So good stories, good leadership. I'll share
0: that bubbly and some uh, caviar with you anytime.
1: Yes, let's go to let's let's go talk to about acting. a couple of acting yes.
0: categories. So best supporting actor, uh, Daniel Kalua for Judah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Sasha Baron Cohen is nominated for Best Supporting Actor for trial of Chicago Seven in a really good role. Leslie Odom, Jr. for one night in Miami, playing uh, Sam Cook. and Paul Racy, the Sound of Metal, seems like a complete non-actor in a really great role as the counselor there. Then Lakef- Lake, uh, Lake Keith Lake Keith Stanfield, uh, the other guy, the other star mm-hmm. of Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, it's nice to see both of those nominated for that film. But
1: isn't Daniel Kaluuya an like is he not the lead actor? I think in that? I, I like... think
0: Lakeith is the lead. Okay. And Daniel is the supporting, supporting. actor. Okay. I'm kind of surprised. They're both in the. You know they position actors. these things, and yeah. sometimes you can you can play a big part and be nominated for supporting actor, which you know that's kind of it's yeah. kind of ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think all of these are really good, including Sasha Baron Cohen, I think is really great in that film. And I think the whole entire momentum is going to Daniel Kaluuya uh, to win. And when you watch that film, he's mesmerizing. You can't take your eyes off him. And I love Leslie Odom Jr. so much in One Night in Miami, but I think he's the one who comes in second Mm -hmm. for playing Sam Cooke. And near the end of that movie when he sings and they do that whole montage of what's really going on Mm -hmm. is really beautiful and powerful stuff. Now, in Best Actor, uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, posthumously, in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, Stephen Yeun from Minari and The Walking Dead, Dead. and (laughs) Gary Oldman as Mank. Just call me Mank. My name is Mank. Just call me Mank.
1: That that movie drove you nuts, didn't it?
0: (laughs) And it's a David Fincher film with Who's Amazing. (laughs) Uh, um, All along, all along, and I don't think this is... Because uh, um, uh, Chadwick Boseman was also great in *The Five Bloods*, mm-hmm. the Spike Lee film, which was very much overlooked in all of these. But I think Chadwick Boseman is so good in *Marini's yeah. Black Bottom* that I, uh, if if he doesn't win that, and there's all this now new momentum for Anthony Hopkins to win for *The Father*, and really? I don't agree with that. Yeah. I think he, I think you could put any of these in second. Stephen Ewan's great in yeah, he Yes. Gary Oldman and Mank, to me comes that He's he's such a wonderful he's actor. He's
1: fantastic.
0: It, it, it's just whether you connect with that film or not. He's an alcoholic son of a bee in that movie, <laughs> and he's Call Me make, ran around and Call Me make. because it's you know it's it's about the guy who wrote, um, um, in nineteen in nineteen forty one Citizen Kane. You know he wrote close to a hundred movies. Wow. And all these old black and white movies, and and he actually is, he's actually. Uncredited in the Wizard of Oz, but he was one of the writers of Wizard of Oz, but never got credit for it. So he's uncredited in wow. that movie, yeah. but he wrote wrote a lot of things. But that that you know that was that was his his pinnacle. I, can we just give this to Chadwick Bozeman in celebration of what a great actor he is in that film and everything else he's ever done? So I liked it. It, it worked for me.
1: It is nice to see, and and you know you you do kind of wonder in a in an interesting year like this. There's a lot of of um, obviously several African American nominees, a lot of diversity. but but lots of diversity with Stephen Yoon and yeah. Riz Ahmed, who you know, Sound of Metal's a really good film.
0: Sound of Metal, all these are really good films, yeah. And and they get and they get better the more you think about them. The more I think about Maul Rainey's Black Bottom, that's a film I kind of want to watch mm-hmm. again too. Mm-hmm. Between that and One Night in Miami, they're similar because they're based on they're based on them you know, on. on on stage plays, even, and mm-hmm. things that happened. But, uh, man, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, it's just, he is great in it, and so is Viola Davis. fantastic. She's great.
1: So let's toast our male acting categories, in particular, the incredible African-American performances this year, with a wine from one of my favorite individuals, EGOT winner, the amazing... John Legend, yay! So a uh, handful of years ago, John Legend decided that he wanted to add one more, um, one more letter to his egot, and that's a W for winemaker. So I don't know how to, what that, what you'd say to that now. Wh- we, we got. got.
0: Okay. What do we got? Yeah. We got wine.
1: Excellent. So he partnered with Jean Charles um from Napa Valley. Boise, uh Collection owns Raymond. Owns, what a character! He's fantastic. Good
0: winemaker and a character.
1: Um, And started his LVE wines, and they uh, started with a Napa Valley Cab, has now done Bubbles, has now done a a Bubbly Rosé, and then a Gorgeous Rosé from Provence, and I think just added a Chardonnay also, because Chrissy likes Chardonnay. She does. Um, So I thought a nice, pretty pink um, Rosé would be perfect to pair with our Gentleman. Because everybody should drink pink. And so the rosé from Provence, it's just, it's a classic Cote de Provence uh, rosé with lots of kind of Herbs de Provence, so that lavender and the wild wild sage, and you know, kind of wild thyme, and some nice apricot notes, and white, and white peach, and a little bit of, of wild berry. So just a, a really pretty, and you know, just a, a whisper of, of of a kind of salmon, pale salmon color. It's a beautiful, beautiful bottle, beautiful presentation. And you know, from one of the coolest people I think in the entire world. I think
0: John Legend is one of the coolest people. Yeah. I walked. So here's my life with Haley. I walked in the house one day, and uh, I, I can hear her talking, but remember everything is on Zoom now because there's nobody else around, and uh, other than the dog Yoda, and she's on a Zoom with John Legend and talking wine, and it's like, this is great. I just want to <laughs> I want to hang out with this lady. <laughs> All right, let's do one more acting ca- actress category. Let's do the actresses now, yeah. and then we'll, we'll take a break and come back and do some other stuff. So, Best Supporting Actress, Amanda Seyfried for Mank. Just call me Mank. <laughs> Olivia Colman, who's great as the daughter and the father to Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Yon-Yu Young from Minari, who's the mother or the grandmother. Uh, Maria Bakalova, who's in Borat, subsequent movie film and uh, who poses as Borette's da- 16-year-old daughter, and it's not. She's mm-hmm. in her 20s. Uh, Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy, a Ron Howard film. Um, I, this one, this ca- category is all over the map. I have no idea who wins this. I, I really have no idea, other than I think the grandmother in Minari wins this. I was, it's I, a really fine role.
1: It's fantastic. And, and I think I, w- I was listening to, um, I think there was an NPR special that the writer for... Minari was on and it was so fascinating because it's kind of his story and it's a story of his life. And he was so worried about um, kind of telling his parents that he was doing this film that they really didn't um, know about it until after it was, it was done. But they were so once they, they were so proud of him and they loved the film and everything's all good, but they were also then so just floored because the The grandmother, um, and I apologize if I butcher her name. John Yoo Young. young. Yes, is like their most favorite actress from Korea, and yeah. she's like she's so famous, and they they loved her so much. And then they were like, "Well, gosh, why don't we? Why don't you tell us? We wanted to meet her. Well, we could she... have hung out <laughs> yeah, with her in
0: balance, so, yeah."
1: But it was, it, yeah. And I thought uh, she she kind of makes the film.
0: She kind of makes the film for me. Yeah. Olivia Coleman wins. With is nominated for everything she does now on yeah. television and on film. Uh, Amanda Seyfried's really good uh, and she and she plays a real actress uh I think mm-hmm. it's Marion Davies in that movie uh but and then glenn close i'm I'm a little baffled by that Oscar nomination because it's such a uh, uh, uh there's not a lot of arc in that movie to her but she's all in i mean she's all in and she's very very good and it's glenn close but uh but i i, I think this is i hope i hope the, the grandmother mm-hmm. from Minari went it. Best Actress, this is a great category. I think every one of these has a chance to win. Frances McDormand for Nomadland, who's been winning almost everything, but not everything. Mm -hmm. She did not win the SAG Sag Award, Award. Mm -hmm. but she just won the BAFTA, the British Award for for Best Actress. Viola Davis won the SAG Award. That means that the actors voted for Viola in this. Uh, And they're, they're both Oscar winners. Frances has won twice. And Viola's won. Uh, Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Any other, uh, if she won, I would be thrilled. I would be thrilled. I don't think she will, but if she did. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Don't think, I think she probably comes in fifth in this. And then Andra Day for the United States versus Billy Holiday. When she won the Golden Globe and Globe and, mm-hmm. and surprised everybody and snuck in and won. Mm-hmm. So Frances McDormand hasn't won every one. So this is a toss-up. I'm going to give it to Frances McDormand. Because I think that actress and that film is going to. Going to kind of sweep and do a lot of things, but you know, if, if Viola Davis or Kerry Mulligan won, I'd be thrilled. That I, I, I'm okay. I think this is the strongest. I think this is the strongest acting co- category of all of men or women right now. I think that best Actors category actress. is all good. Nice, you know? yeah.
1: So we're going to have a a wine from a strong, lovely woman to pair with our females. That would
0: make total sense. I think
1: so. And we're also going to going to going to do a shout out to all of our old friends in Dallas, so we are going to pair with a wine from one of Sonoma and Dallas's most impressive Leading ladies, Catherine Walt Hall. Nice. So, um, Dallas resident, grew up in California and wine country, though. She's a former ambassador to Austria. She's co founder of the North Texas, the Dallas' North Texas Food Bank, that I think, especially in the past year, just. did so much for so so, much. so many people and has over the years.
0: And that's a big undertaking. Yeah. It's a big city and that's a big food bank.
1: So um, she has, uh, we obviously know uh, Hall Wines in Napa Valley, and she also has Walt, which isn't, um, I, I think really in the past few years, I've, I've gotten to know more about those wines, but it's named after her maiden name. Um, in Sonoma, and really is where where Hall is all Cab and Sauvignon Blanc and big bold. That this is her her toast to her love for Chardonnay and Pinot Noirs. Walt so, W A L T. Yep. Um, and we've done a couple different tastings with them. We've done a, a kind of a whole Appalachian series of of tasting through different regions of Pinot Noirs to to really. And I love doing tastings like that because it really helps you understand why. Why terroir or like a sense of place is so important in the wines? But as we're not quite too big red yet, let's do her Sonoma Coast Chardonnay. So, waltz Sonoma Coast Chardonnay with this beautiful category. It's fresh, it's got you know great Pacific influence, so you're gonna have a lot of nice um, freshness and acidity. Um, beautiful kind of uh, orchard fruit so apples and pears a little bit of citrus there's also just I think a little hint of like a saline or a brininess from that specific influence but just a really beautiful luscious lovely wine that ages for about a little over a year so a little bit of kind of those toasted spice notes and and a little creaminess to to the finish of the wine but just a really beautiful little nice. little little Chardonnay. We always love a good Chardonnay to a lady to,
0: toasting the ladies to, to pair with our women. So. You know, it's there's nothing better in, in my life to walk into our home and say, What are we having tonight? And Haley just looks at me and says, Walt. It's, it's a good day. It's a good day when you can have Walt. Hey, when we come back on Cogel Wine and Film A Perfect Pairing, more wines paired with Oscar nominations, including two women nominated this year for Best Director. It has never happened and the eight films nominated for Best Picture. And we will be right back.
1: Welcome back to Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. And as we get ready for the 93rd Annual Academy Awards taking place on a Sunday night, April 25th, from multiple locations, we are going to get into Best Director.
0: Let's do that. I, I think this year things match. You know, for the last few years, we never know if the best director and the best picture are going to match. And you can have up to 10 nominated films. There are eight this year, but only five nominated directors. So so there's always that chance that they won't match if something sneaks in there and wins. But here's the nominees for best director, and they're strong. Chloe uh, Zal for Nomadland. She just won the BAFTA award, too. Uh, and uh, and Emerald fennel for Promising Young Woman. Both of these are women that wrote, not only wrote their screenplays, but directed their films. David Fincher, for Mank, Mank, call me Mank. David Fincher's dad wrote the screenplay. Uh, his dad has passed away. But David Fincher directed The Social Network. And Seven and uh the girl with the dragon tattoo and he's just he's one of my favorite yeah. filmmakers in the world man comes along it's all in black and white and and it's it's so stylish and so interesting to watch technically that i i, I you know as a director i i'm not surprised that he's a nominator. i am surprised that spike lee is not right and there's a few other but but you know it's a it's a it's one of those technical Marvel films. It's not worth it. And and it's not a film that you might not necessarily connect with. Mm -hmm. And then uh, also Thomas Vinterberg for another round, the Danish foreign language film. And we watched that the other night and you have a a foreign language director sneaking in and bumping out Spike Lee and some other people that probably could deserve to be in here. But this guy's a really wonderful filmmaker and that's a very odd film Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting about being over-served and over-drinking. It's a comment on the Danish culture, on the young Danish culture. It's also um, kind of a dark comedy. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a lot of the comedy out of it because the drinking was so severe in it Mm -hmm. that it wasn't funny to me. But I get it as I step back and think about that film. But it's Thomas Vinterberg, and I don't think he has a chance at all to win this Oscar, but he is nominated.
1: So it is interesting, though, because I know there was a lot of, uh, of... Like why wasn't Spike Lee, and how did this film get it? because i I really Yeah,
0: defy bloods was, even 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 the actors were overlooked, yeah, yeah,
1: and I you know they I really, really enjoyed that film yeah and me too. and thought it was really smart about what it was and and thought it was well made, and mm-hmm. you know that's is it just Spike Lee's getting another no, I don't think he overlook or is it
0: n- no, I you know. So I'm just going to throw this overall diversity thing. I also am also very uncomfortable always talking as a white film critic, talking about black films and black culture. Like I know what they're doing, mm-hmm. but there's more diversity this year mm-hmm. in women in 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 diversity in in the color of our skin mm-hmm. thrown into films. More people, and when you have one night in Miami and and you have uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and these other films coming out, Minari coming out. Um, maybe there wasn't room for the five bloods. I don't know. I I would have. I'd throw that in there. I would have nominated it for best picture too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Spike's an acquired taste for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He he Spike leads Spike makes movies that get in your face, but they tell the truth and they're interesting, and they're almost like operas. They're mm-hmm. they're operatic. The music scores in Spike Lee's films are mm-hmm. operatic, and they're sometimes too big. And these are all kind of smaller. Uh, Films on that, except for Mank, but yeah, I don't know. Spike's overlooked a lot. Mm -hmm. He's overlooked a lot, but he's made a lot of films and he's been celebrated a lot too. So, yeah, I'm kind of surprised. And then the last director is Lee Isaac Chung, who we were talking about his personal story for Minari, and I'm very excited that he's nominated Mm -hmm. here. So I would throw out Thomas Vinterberg I think Lee Isaac Chung probably doesn't have much of a chance. I don't think Fincher has a chance. I think it's either Emerald for Promising Young Woman or Chloe, for Nomadland, and I think Chloe wins this. I think this is her year, and we're going to see a lot of films coming from her in the next five to ten years. It's going to be really interesting. I I love that film. Fun. Yeah, uh, but I think we're going to see a woman win Best Director, and the only it's only happened one other time, right? I think it was, uh, um, for not Zero Dark Thirty, that was her second film, but the, the Hurt Locker. Um, yeah. Um, she was married to, James. James Cameron.
1: Cameron. Oh, that's bad. What was her name? I know. Uh, Catherine, Catherine Bigelow?
0: Catherine Bigelow. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh. Thanks for pulling that out, you pull that out, of, the out of the air. You pulled that right out of the illuminated Piper Heitzig yes, Magnum I did. champagne bottle.
1: Yes, I did. So for best direction, um, we're going to kind of come around to a great leader. Um, well, actually, I think they're, it's all great leaders. So let's um, give a nod to another Texan, okay. um, so Texas natives Adam Lee and Diana Novi. Oh, Lee, we love this Lee, couple. All of Suduri. Uh, twenty-five years ago, uh, dreamed of moving to California to make a great Pinot Noir. Um, we've talked about their wines many times on the show because I am, I am, we're great fans of them. Um, dream turned into a successful winery, Siduri. And, and their whole point was always to produce only Pinot Noirs that really told the story a place, kind of as I was speaking to what Walt is doing now, Suduri... So um, was doing that from from their very start and purchasing fruit um not trying to invest particularly in specific vineyards but instead find the best fruit that they possibly could including rosellas and garry's and and some of kind of like the the greatest celebrated pinot noir producers yeah. throughout california and now up into willamette valley
0: and they made small i mean it wasn't. yeah
1: it wasn't it when they started started very small um and and then grew the the winery and and grew it to be so successful that they sold it to Jackson family wines a few years ago and I was so nervous when they did because you just never want the the heart of of the winery to change but over the years i've i mean we've talked about Jackson family many times on the show because I think when they allow the the wineries the heart of the winery to stay and kind of just take some of the back end stuff and and the the logistic stuff and and have that run a little bit more streamlined but allowing the the wineries to continue to produce what they do and do so well including you know sister properties lacoya and cardinal and arcanum and i mean it's and Kendall Jackson for that, and Damn. la crema i mean they they certainly have very, very large producers, but um, they also have some really, really special Xena uh, crown I like their, their their portfolio was so impressive with some of these wines, and so for the pairing though we 're going to go up into Willamette Valley with Suduri's Willamette Valley Pinot Noir that I know will always stay true to to its heart and its core because overseeing Jackson family's operations is our very dear friend Eugenia Keegan who kind of like I was talking about Remy we love Eugenia so much she is uh, sh- she is so cool she is such a she is she is one of the most passionate one of the most dedicated leaders and and really one of the strongest females in the the whole Willamette Valley winemaking scene um we just adore her and knowing she is the, a
0: straight shooter she
1: is and but she's 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 great and gracious and 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 yes. we just so very dear so cidri valley or cidries willamette valley pinot noir um classic willamette valley notes very um kind of savory spices lots of wild strawberry lots of cherry so you know really great fruit notes a little bit of the forest floor just from kind of the classic kind of mushroomy Truffly notes that that the, uh, the the kind of volcanic soils that Willamette gives you, um, just a really beautiful wine. I yeah. think um, also you know kind of price point for for Pinot is also really really kind of a, a great affordable option for for really high quality.
0: Yeah, they can get really really pricey. Oh yeah, and this is not be crazy. And it's no, just so delicious. I think it's delicious.
1: I mean it's 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 all I, everything is relative, but I think it's like thirty five dollars. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. Well, those Pinots can get really big. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So really, I think a perfect perfect. Perfect pairing for our director.
0: Okay, here we go for Best Picture. Let's get into Best Picture. All right, there are eight nominated. Nomadland, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Promising Young Woman, Minari, Judas, and the Black Messiah. Mank, Mank, Call Me Mank. Sound of Metal and The Father.
1: Just just for FYI, the only title of Mank is just Mank.
0: I know. It's not The movie's not called Mank, Mank, Call Me Mank. That's just me doing that. You know you could walk you could walk in and I'd be laying on the couch to sleep with our dog Yoda and just touch me, and I'll go "Mank, mank, call me, Mink." oh, and i would wake up okay so let's let's start at the bottom of the list here, not the bottom meaning and quality, but the father, so this Anthony Hopkins film with Olivia Coleman is a fine, fine film i can't I can't see that winning best picture out of all of these films this year. I think there's two or three that have a good chance, and then I think there's one little kind of. Maybe long shot dark horse. Yeah, it could sneak in. I think Sound of Metal is a fine film. I don't think it has any chance of winning this this for best picture. I, I when Mank, Mank, Call Me Mank came out, I thought, well, it's the one to beat now. And now I think it's right sits there probably right in the middle. I think Judas and the Black Messiah is a fine film. I don't think it will win Best Picture out of all of these. I think Minari is the one the little long shot. The Minari is the one that could sneak in there because, because it has some pedigree and it has such integrity. And that story of of moving to Arkansas, you're an Asian family moving to Arkansas, Korean family mm-hmm. moving to Arkansas, and just taking not only the abuse but trying to farm mm-hmm. and make a living and you know all the stuff that goes with that. And with all the the crazy things that are going on in the world and the anger that we see in in our society towards Asian population is just unforgivable and awful. Mm-hmm. and But you co- complicate that in the South and some racism that is inherent in, in some communities, and you just... And it's kind of a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a beautiful family film. Uh, Promising Young Woman is the one that I think, if it snuck in and won Best Picture, I'd be thrilled. The Trial of Chicago 7, I've felt all along uh, that that was the film to beat for best picture, uh, until I saw Nomadland. And Nomadland, for me, is that quiet little movie of dignity and kindness, where oh, you know, the the main conflict of the film is what happens in the first five minutes. She lives in a small town. Her husband dies, and she loses her job mm-hmm. because the hotel shuts down. She has a little bit of money, but really not much. She lives frugally. They don't they don't live fancy at all, um, and she gets in her van. You know, trailer and just takes off and finds other people like her. Mm -hmm. And my first reaction when I started watching the film was I got nervous for her because I think, oh, this is going to be a movie about really bad men, women who live alone out in their trailers, they're going to come and assault her. And it's not about that well,
1: and that's the film's been out long enough that hopefully you've you've seen it so we're not going to give anything away but But I think if I had known when we watched it that it wasn't that film that it was that nothing's going to happen to her. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go back now and watch it again because because I think I'll uh, you I, we just inherently have this oh something bad's going to happen right and nothing bad happens and so it's just this really beautiful story about
0: kindness yeah and other people that have finding- been, they they're she's going through pain she's going through lots of pain there's a lot of sorrow in her life but that bucket is filled up by the people that she meets that are like her <laughs> and have been through that pain and fill her up and reassure her. That if you take off and come back, we'll be here We're for you. We're still gonna be here. Yeah. And there's the movie is just filled with wisdom, by older people.
1: And a lot of a lot of not actors, a lot of people. that this that the, this is their life.
0: And that's why that director, I think, is going to win best director because she just kind of went undercover with mm-hmm. all of them and used all of that. They lived as that crew lived as nomads. They they lived an unremarkable or a, an unsparkling life, mm-hmm. and yet sparkled like crazy because the people they met were so genuine mm-hmm. you know you don't have to have everything to be a cool person and you don't you know we, we celebrate a lot of the ro- a lot of the wrong things in the culture but what's right about this is the dignity of human beings who have suffered loss and then they want to share their wisdom with you if you want them to mm-hmm. and when they do it's profound and it's I was so moved by the ice I got all teared up 20 minutes into this film I got teared up four or five I I am now just talking about because it's it's rare that movies about kindness survive because they're not about conflict Mm -hmm. you know the biggest thing is is she gonna meet a guy maybe and kind of hope she does and does she or doesn't she and and she's well that she's gonna be okay
1: yeah that she's able to find peace and that she's able to kind of Get and not necessarily move on with her life because this because she this is her move on this is the life Mm -hmm. that she wants to to live. There's a scene where she goes and stays with her with her sister, and it's kind of like okay, that's fine, but that's not. I don't. This isn't my life. I don't want to live in that. She doesn't need a fancy house with a nice bedroom. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, what she needs is the dignity of other people like her that have been through things well, to and, share and and and, and, and have kindness. And she, and the, the acts of kindness in this movie are, are, are really beautiful. Are all all there all the time.
1: And I think that it's also having every everyone around her accept that this is the decision. You know, it, it may not be the life you want to lead, right? But it's not your life, right? So, yeah, it's okay.
0: Yeah, it's okay.
1: So before we get into my pairing, which I do think is a perfect pairing, um. If ten films could be nominated, then like how come a Ma Rainey's Black Bottom didn't get yeah, I Or don't How know. come a a the the One Night in Miami didn't get it? Well, it's such theater, a weird
0: right? year because that all these films are small and we're streaming. I mean, Tenant wasn't nominated. Tenant was a yeah. big big Chris Nolan film.
1: Our one film we actually saw in a the theater. The only
0: show. film we saw in over a year in a theater, and I think it's a fine film. Yeah. It could have it could be in here. But no, I don't know. They just didn't reach the numbers that they have. I guess. Interesting. You you gotta get you gotta get the numbers. But I bet it was close. Yeah. I bet Spike Lee's film and I think Rainey's film was really close. I would put I would maybe take one or two of these out and put Rainey in there. Or not even take it out. I mean,
1: if if they had ten, then yeah,
0: one night Miami was was a nominee for best picture. I know. That's kind of surprised. So. Um,
1: Okay. So last pairing as we celebrate trying to get back to normal. Um, we are going to toast with Orange Swift's eight years in the desert. So when winemaker Dave Feeney sold Prisoner, um, yeah. which very yeah, famous, one. highly popular, he was not allowed to produce a similar Zinfandel blend styled wine for eight years. And as this past year, why? It was part of the agreement and the sale okay. to uh, his sale when he sold. You the, can't
0: make wine for he, eight years. No,
1: he can't make, he can't make, make a, a, he can't make a, he can't remake prisoner right. as, uh, and okay. put a different name on it. He had to kind of, he, he was making other wines. Certainly Warren Swift has been a right. very popular, um, brand from Napa Valley for many years. Um, he just couldn't recreate that particular wine. And so I think as the past year, has certainly felt like at least eight or 10 or like 20 right, <laughs> of, right. of sitting and waiting and waiting for um, the world to, to in so many reasons get a little bit more back to normal now um, that he is able to create a, a similar kind of Zinfandel blend that he is calling eight years in the desert. Perfect. Name. <laughs> I think it's kind of the perfect pairing um, and it's big, it's an orange Swift wine. So these, you know, it's first off, a very heavy bottle um that has a very big wine in it it's big it's robust it's it's you know brambly fruit it's a lot of spice it's a lot of it's it's high alcohol it's big fruit for it's it? a big i would say it's the perfect pairing for the night but if you're going to enjoy it open it early in the afternoon let it breathe <laughs> for let about three that, four hours breathe it. um And it's a great wine. And honestly, it's, it's for, for being kind of an orange swift wine, it's, it's still pretty affordable. I want to say it's maybe 50 bucks. So, so it's not bad, but it's, it's a special wine. And, and I think the, the kind of perfect pairing for, for
0: our Oscar show. If I think Nomad lands your best picture, what do you think is?
1: I, you know, just how, how we were discussing that. I thought that it made, I, I lean back and forth. I, I thought "Promising Young Woman" was really, really. The more good. I think about it, the better it gets. And, it's so good, and and how I love the twist at the end. I thought that that was, and and you know, you feel for her. You feel that you know the bad things that happen actually did happen to her i yeah. mean you know and so that's kind of the it's the opposite the of opposite no man of land. no man land it, i i thought you know i love aaron sorkin films i think that that i liked chicago trial of the chicago seven a lot because i think it's just good work yeah. I, I i i'm always interested sometimes i, I have to re-watch things because it's like now wait what did he say
0: maybe between now and and, and the oscars um let's watch all three of those. Okay. Nomad Land, Trial of Chicago and, Seven. But
1: I also really enjoyed Minari. Yeah. I thought that it was a really, really beautiful film and it's just it's a little film. It's not it's not like you said, it's not a flashy big um film, but mm. but it's a really smart film. It's and sweet. it's and it's a really smart film about family, which I think is Really, really important. Oscars
0: didn't know what to do with it. Is it a foreign language film or not? But it was shot in America, so you can't call it a foreign language film, even though it's in Korean. Most of it, not all of it, some of it's in English, but yeah, yeah. Don't be afraid of it. It's a wonderful little film. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, so as we wrap this up, I'm going to fill out my ballot on all the categories and we'll put it up on our website yes
1: Oscar ballot will be posted shortly as soon as this show goes up on our website along with some more on all these pairings. yeah
0: and then and then you can compare your picks to my picks and it's such a weird year so who knows yeah and anything could happen this uh, this year but we usually do, you know, 70,
1: 80%. You, you know you stuff. We, we do pretty good. Yeah. Your, your, your career is, a, <laughs> your, your 30 years of reviewing films or however long it's been.
0: Now. I've been reviewing films <laughs> since Mank. Mank.
1: Okay, so.
0: So <laughs> next time on Cogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Parent, a follow-up on the Oscar winners announced on Sunday night, April 25th. I expect a broadcast completely different than anything I think we've ever seen. In a year, unlike any we have ever lived through.
1: That's the truth. And for more on today's show, as I said, we'll have a blog up on com or RedWineWithBreakfast.com. I'll put it on my website as well. And be sure to follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill And to see what we're drinking now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas and Court.
0: And with that, I'm Gary Kogel, and I'm always looking for the next great film.
1: I'm Haley Hamilton Kogel, always in search of a great glass of wine.
0: Join us next time on Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing.
1: Aloha.